Podcast. Podcast. Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back to Fanboys and a Filthy Casual. Back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And my name is Harold. We are starting today with uh, Lewis's favorite segment, Poopery. And uh, this is where we basically talk about any nonsense and anything interesting that happened in pop culture, at least what we found interesting. Um, so I, I think Harold had ones, but I'm going to start off first. You know, um, we have not been shy at talking about our, um, you know, that the for, for the first time in forever, um, you know, the three of us actually have a, a, con, a, a next-gen console, or a current-gen, I guess, uh, console that all three of us can actually play with, um, that we're actually, like, um, you know, spending time with. Um, admittedly, the past two weeks, I've been a little bit busy. But before that, you know, all, all of us have been on the Xbox. Um, and for the longest time, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, and this is for maybe casual listeners to us, Xbox really has been, like, the stepchild of the um you know of the uh video game systems out there would you agree absolutely i kind of feel you on that one dude like a lot of the gamers obviously have um you know they've picked a team basically you're either uh nintendo or playstation and yeah you're right like xbox microsoft and 14 seems to be just a third tier kind of like i guess they're there in the background if you want like for the fun gamers or for the for the families you have this the switch but if you're a serious super gamer and you have you know uh, uh, the uh, Spider-Man exclusives and the God of War series, on, you have to have a PlayStation. But nobody, at least not, not until recently, nobody's been clamoring to be like, I gotta get the play. You know, I gotta get the the Xbox Series, whatever. I mean, I, I think part of it is unfortunately their marketing, uh, naming their next next console the Series X dash s doesn't really roll out the tongue like a ps3 or ps5 or switch does but yeah and you know neither uh both the switch and the play, uh, playstation 5 even now uh, are still notorious for being sold out and yet you know the xbox is uh it's still pretty easy to get so yeah uh, uh right assessment on that one then like unfortunately the redheaded stepchild in the or at least the uh perpetual third place winner in the in the console race yeah, and and unless you're Harold, um, who can pretty much get anything that he wants. Seriously, um, dude. You know he, um, you know uh, Lewis and I, because of availability, we were actually able to pick up, um, you know Xbox, uh, Xboxes this time around. So that's why we've been, um, you know, we've been able to actually play along uh, and um, actually game together. But uh, you know, for Pupuri uh, in the news the last week or so. Um, there's a huge acquirement um, and, you know, two big names in, um, you know, uh, software development, Blizzard, um, you know, and Activision. Of course, Blizzard, um, I'm so excited for because one of the biggest Blizzard, um, uh, uh, you know, properties is the MMOs like World of Warcraft. You know, and of course, Activision um, has a, a bunch of stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, we find out here that, you know, um, you know which, by the way, Activision, um, Call of Duty, uh, unless I'm mistaken, which, of course, is like, you know, aside from Halo is the other is the other um, child that Harold has uh, spawned in his loins. The child that I spawned? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the, those characters that you've been, uh, been been playing. But both of these entities have all of a sudden decided that, 
um, that they are going to sell themselves to mm-hmm. X, uh, to Microsoft. And so this means now all of a sudden that Xbox technically is going to be owning two of the biggest um, you know, software companies in the world. So I wanted to get your 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 opinion. Uh, you know, um, in the future, what do you think this means for the um, for the console console race, and what does it mean for us um, moving forward? Um, I'm gonna go first, uh, just because I play some stuff. Um, by the way, I own two Xboxes. Not to rub <laughs> that in everybody else's face here, but yeah, both of them. Yeah, just in case um, the, he wants to use a disc, you know. Yeah, one the, right right now my main priority is the Series X because it does have a disc and it has a terabyte of memory. Um, so yeah, I'm able to do that. Uh, but what's funny is so I remember the first caveat that they brought up when they told about talked about the sale is the fact that for so long. Like we talked about, Dennis mentioned earlier, one of the biggest properties that Activision owns is the Call of Duty franchise, which is a billion, billion, billion dollar franchise. Absolutely, um, yeah. Like it's a monster. It's never well, it can stop. But like for now, the fact that they pump out a new game every year means people are like mad in their they're um uh, putting money out every single year for a different version of the game. Um, so for the longest time though, it had been such a bigger deal to play it on a playstation like no none of the pros people who have played the game professionally ever played um call of duty on uh anything else but a a playstation so up until last year competitive call of duty never played on anything but ps ps4s ps3s um and then last year they decided to move all of their pros to start using uh, pcs because uh one of the biggest uh uh, benefits of having a PC over a console is, I know this is dorky, but whatever, <laughs> is called field of view. So field of view on PC is much bigger. So you can see your opponents or any kind of enemies onto your sides clearer from a PC than you can on any console. So that's when they started using that. And then Halo actually uh, were like, hey, we can kind of do that with our game. So technically, if you guys haven't done it yet, you can change the field of view on your Halo game so that you can see more, more of the screen. Um, so... PlayStation consoles, unfortunately, they can't do that. And still on Call of Duty, you can't do that. So now they're saying that for the next at least two seasons, so up until 2024, if I remember correctly, um, you can still play. They're still going to have Call of Duty on those things, but they're not going to be the official versions of Call of Duty like they were for the original um, uh, competitive Call of Duty. So now you have everybody going to have to start learning how to use, if they're not using it on their PCs, you can, you know, you can use controllers on your PCs. But now if you're going to learn how to play this game competitively, it's going to have to be on an Xbox controller. So it's going to throw a few people off. Um, Some people already do it, but man, um, literally when you sign up for a Call of Duty or when you buy a Call of Duty game, if you purchase the PlayStation version, you get so much more things than you do with the Microsoft or the Xbox version. So you know, it's not the biggest benefit at the moment, but it is one of those things that's going to sway more people to buy Xboxes to play that game exclusively. Yeah, I think, <clears throat> excuse me. So um, I'm glad Harold uh, tackled the competitive side of it because that's un- uh, that's obviously something I am not aware of at all. Like even the, even Dennis premise said like uh, Blizzard's 
biggest franchises are games that unfortunately I don't even play. So the MMOs are like one of those classic. I mean, those are the kind of games like World of Warcraft and uh, and Starcraft are games that uh, we, really oh. quick, Lou. You do play one of their games, and you oh play yeah, a lot. I do. I, I play one of their big. Uh, I uh, maybe one of their big three that isn't Call of Duty. So yeah, for sure, I I love playing Overwatch with their um you know Blizzard's one um first person shooter. But uh, yeah, like the MMOs, like they've been around since we've been in college. So like this is kind of a huge purchase for them. Um. I, I think I'm kind of excited. I'm not a huge fan of, you know, uh, console exclusives, uh, mostly because I I am a bitter nerd who cannot uh, haven't played the Spider-Man games because I haven't had a PS4 uh, nor God of War, even though I even though everybody's gaga about it. I don't think I've had I've, the last PlayStation I had was a PS2. Um, but um, well, you know, just for the sake of comp- competition, I mean, it's like uh, it would be nice if everybody had access to the same games. But um, I think one of the best things I can hear or see about this is it, it's a, it's about um, well, I, I'm I'm taking it from another article I read about it, but it's it's like content. It's they're they're they they bought content in the same sense that how like Disney bought Marvel Studios years ago. Like you know, Microsoft is basically just you know I I, I don't know if they're going to really be pushing out any new consoles or new any anything like that with this. But yeah, they're just trying to get as many people under you know maybe maybe it's part of their push for the game pass which i mean the three of us here i think we've already talked about in the last few not last episode but a few episodes ago like how we love the game pass service like it's you know it's for one payment or one 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 thing you, you get to pay uh you get to play online with your friends and it's like a netflix of video games they have a huge library of games that you can stream and you know it's basically it feels like that's how disney's treating a lot of like the pixar and the star wars stuff like they're pushing for their streaming services obviously they're still doing the model of like you know a couple marvel movies a year i don't think there's gonna make any new star wars movies anytime soon but i digress you know it feels like kind of the same thing like maybe they're gonna be using these things to kind of uh, push uh game pass or whatever it is that their uh, online services are going to be um but yeah so it'll, it'll be interesting to see where it goes in the next few um I think it's kind of crazy too, though. I mean, in context, uh, we don't talk about this a lot, but Activision had a lot of controversy late last year, or you know, uh, a little bit last year. Uh, a lot of uh, you know, some of the uh, uh, a lot of the executives and and folks in uh, upper management were got in a lot of trouble for uh, mismanagement and harassment and all that good stuff. So it, part of me feels like I wonder if it's just timing or if they're just trying to uh, you know abandon ship or whatnot. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here, dudes. Um, I think uh, Joel, our DM and uh, our our listener, thank you, and uh, uh, a friend of the cat uh, of the podcast uh, has already been sharing a lot of like fun maybes and what ifs of the different like uh, what do you call it the different uh, skins that could be cross uh, cross populating each other game. So yeah, it, it's fun. Again. It's it's an exciting time to be a gamer right now, dude. Um, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the the play play pad. No, um, what is it called again? The, uh, game pass game, game pass. pass there you go um and one of the things that people were talking about is that you know um you know because play uh, the game pass really is bringing in you know like um it, it looks like microsoft is going as you you mentioned the disney plus route and uh, where it is just about subscription and you know it's it seems like a, a, a lot of the business of the xbox is really coming from those subscriptions such as you and i 
And you know, people are uh, one of the rumors that are, are 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 they're talking about is that one of the very first ones that once it 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 um, finalizes in 2023, um, is that they're going to be bringing in World of Warcraft, um, um onto the uh, the the console. Now, first and foremost, I have no idea how the hell that's going to work, um, but if it's on Game Pass, bro. Uh, Lewis, I am going to force the hell out of you to play because um, <laughs> it, it, I, I've always played. I've always wanted to be able to uh, form a clan uh, on, on World of Warcraft. Um, and I would love to see, you know, uh, you know, three of us or four of us with our DM just doing raids just with that because, man, it's it's exciting. So you're right. Exciting time for um, uh, for Blizzard Activision. Exciting time to be an Xbox uh, fan. And you know the the sad fact of the matter is that um, I have to tell you I bought the Xbox as a well since I can't get a PS PS five <laughs> and you guys are playing I might as well do it now now you know uh, un- unless I'm really that desperate to play to play um, Spider Man um, you know I'm not a god I'm not a God of War fan so um, the the exclusives seem to be shrinking for PS five. And, you know, not that I'm saying that I'm never going to buy it, but with availability the way it is, you know, if we get all the good games on the Xbox, especially if it's on the Game Pass, man, um, I don't see why I would need to buy another one. I, I'm Absolutely. Not, yeah. I'm, not like money, to, I'm not in money bags like Harold. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, like, my PS5 is collecting dust because I only use it to play Call of Duty at the moment. And then Final Fantasy remake stuff when it comes out. And then maybe the Spider-Man stuff. But literally, the fact that, like we talked about, Game Pass has so many options. And then the fact that I am addicted and sadly super addicted to Halo, as I usually am. Um, at least you're means, good at it, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, not yesterday. Lewis is addicted, but uh, unfortunately sucks at things. Horrible. Yeah. So it's a horrible place to be. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday was a bad night for me. I dropped two levels. But anyways. Oh, but. Um, and, man. Yeah, yeah. I hate this game. Anyways. Um, yeah, so I mean, my PS5, it it's here, it's nice, it, it looks cool, and I get to do could play some stuff. The fact is that PS Plus sucks in terms of uh, getting free ge- Like, there's no incentive to really own PS Plus otherwise, other than to go online, because the selection of games that they have is horrendous. They had never they like the the next month they have games from 2020 coming out. Out. it's like ooh, we get to finally play a game that came out two years ago for free whereas in game pass it's like hey it's dropping day one and you get to play right it so like the, the it's not even a novelty it's like literally it's the biggest hook that you can never get yeah. for a uh, for a for a uh, um a subscription service yeah, so. that's the thing though when you guys explained to me what game pass was i was like how much is this and you know how come they're willing to just get a uh, drop uh, like you know, a, a list titles but now it's almost like they should be doing this you know um, um yeah, I, it, I know it, i know netflix uh, in the, for the longest time has been trying to do like a game you know uh, a game subscription but i mean xbox has finally been able to do it yeah and then it, it, put, it literally puts the ps system like service system to shame where it's like oh uh, and it's only it's funny because like the ps thing is only 60 bucks a month if you pay full price we pay that in like four months for Xbox, but like it keeps you coming because at least you know you're gonna get top tier games. Right. So, I mean, eventually, 
maybe there's stuff that's going to make me want to play more on my PS5. I really would love, like, I, I know I shelled out a lot of money for this thing, so I'm like, it's got to be, it can't be useless here, so I got to put it to use. That's <laughs> the only reason I haven't downloaded Call of Duty on my Xbox is because I'm like, if I put that game on my Xbox, I will never touch my PlayStation. So, yeah. Okay, well, if it's in the constellation, if you know, I can give it a good home, okay. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who did who could, but I'm still that douchebag that's like, I want to say I own it, and I yeah. want to say I, I put so much I put so much stupid accessories into this thing that it's like I have a a cooling fan for it, which it doesn't really matter because it's never going to get overheated. But I mean, as long as yeah, you know like, you're a douchebag for it, you know. Oh, of course. You know, go for it. So, yeah. um, H, you said you had another a um a poopery for us. I do, and I think it's an interesting tidbit, and it's the news that came out yesterday for you guys, uh, for people who are listening to this a couple of days ago. Um, you guys saw who... Kanye West is dating? No, I don't even know who that other. <laughs> I don't know who that other person is, by the way. Honestly, I don't either, dude. I don't know who she is, but the, uh, I mean, the good smoky for her. eyeshadow is not working for me. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know who it is, but good for him because he's a guy. But um. <laughs> the biggest movie franchise in the world has picked up another superstar for its franchise. Oh yeah. And it, it's one of those actors I never saw. I mean, you know what I mean? If you were to replace, replace one of the big guys. Yeah. He's the person you needed to replace. No, him with. There's, there's two people who, okay. So we're ta- obviously, if you guys don't know the route there, we're going with the biggest movie. One of the biggest movie franchises of all time is the fast and furious saga. And the actor who has come in to star in Fast 10, officially now starring in Fast 10 because they, the Fast and Furious Twitter account talked about it, is Jason Momoa, the newly mm-hmm. singled uh, superstar. And yes, he is taking the place of The Rock in the series because uh, The Rock has stated he's never coming back to the Fast and Furious franchise. He's just going to do the Hobbs and Shaw thing. But it's weird because uh, Shaw showed up in the last Fast and Furious. I don't know. Everything's convoluted. But um, Jason Momoa coming back, either going to be the next villain or some other guy in the thing. So what do you guys think about this? I want him to be Hobbs. <laughs> imagine <laughs> imagine if he just shaves his head, wears tight shirts the whole time. And he and they just make him Hobbs. That would be such a I don't know if it's a slap to his face, but that would be like the most petty thing that uh, you know uh, that um, uh, what's his name? I forgot Toretto's real name, but uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel. That's that 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 would be the the most like vindictive and childish thing if since he is one of the producers now. You know. Uh, it, so it, you're saying that the Vin in Vin Diesel stands for vindictive Diesel? Yes, vindication Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that's i saw that too dude i don't know if it's just like a a, a weird uh, co- uh collision of two different weird storylines the fact that yeah like dennis premise vin diesel and the rock have not apparently seen eye to eye since fast seven well, they've uh, never or... been able to see eye to eye vin diesel is shorter <laughs> <laughs> that's why he Except has for that one like... time he's like welcome to brazil this is brazil this is brazil <laughs> and they have to be it has to be like a wide shot so that they're not like shoulder yeah. to shoulder 
but yeah, so the, the two of them never really seeing eye to eye. Um, and the fact like, yeah, with, like Dennis said, I guess uh, The Rock is technically technically done with the Fast and Furious like main franchise. Uh, and yeah, like uh, and like Harold said, Jason Momoa is newly single. Maybe he's like wild now trying to do like whatever it is that he's been wanting to do that maybe uh, he, he couldn't pursue uh, as a married man. But I mean, there you go. I mean, it's going to be a huge addition to to the fast and furious franchise hopefully they don't kill him off if i mean i don't i honestly have no idea if this franchise has uh um what do you call it? How, how many more movies this has under its legs but yeah more power to them dude i mean like they're going to they they apparently went to the into space last uh, movie maybe they'll go underwater this time uh and, and who don't give them ideas bro <laughs> Yeah, I'm just happy that they're going to, I really hope mine and Dennis's idea, and I think Harold too, that they do market this movie as fast 10, your seatbelts. So, you know, let's go. I, I'm glad it's happening. And yeah, let's, let's, let's get this going, dude. Also, I, I don't believe that they ever kill off the, um, they kill off some villains, but it's like guys you've never heard of in like real life. It's like, hey, it's that guy that was doing that one thing. Yeah, that. that's true. It, it's like a Brazilian monster. Yeah, exactly. Like that, that guy. And the crooked like, cop from like yeah. Fast Six or whatever. Charlize Theron's still alive. You know, Jason Statham's still alive. Luke Evans still alive. Oh, that's right. Luke Evans is still alive. You're right. It's like, hey, you know, we got all these big, scary villains, but they're kind of nice. So we're not going to kill mean, them off. Yeah. Han came back, so you never know. I mean, Gal Gadot's still dead. So unfortunately, sorry, Gal. No. I, <laughs> she never I mean, made it off the, the, the tarmac. Oh uh, well, but um, yeah, that's that's interesting uh, casting news. So looking forward to however that pulls off in the in the next year or however, whenever they plan on dropping that movie. Pretty excited for that, I guess. Uh, I want Momoa to be Hobbs, but only one B. Hobbs. <laughs> 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 he was the yeah he was the guy in Hobbs and Shaw who wasn't invited to the to the big haka at the. That's exactly what finale, I was gonna say. The finale. They invited like, Roman Reigns and. Every other New Zealand they, actor. They invited Roman Reigns, and you know who else they invited? Whom? Boba Fett. Oh, that's right. He was, he was in there. Too. Yeah, he was the he was the brother. He was one of the cousins, right? No, he was. He's the older brother. Shut he's, up. He's gotta, doing. He's the older brother. This. I have to go rewatch it then. I know. <laughs> right? Wait, hey, he's the guy on. from Hobbs and Shaw. I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna. Tamura Mor- Tamura Morrison, yeah. I have to say it like that. Tamura Morrison. I know. Like, um, I mean, we gotta get used to saying that because we are gonna review it in a few. But Tamura Morrison, Morrison, Morrison. Well, he was, he was Aquaman's dad in Aquaman. Oh my gosh, you're right, dude. He was married to uh, that one. I, that Nicole one I got. Kidman. I forgot about that too. Oh, well, maybe he wasn't in Hobbs and Shaw. I could be wrong. No. Yeah, like, it was another guy. Wait, not even close. Okay. Sorry. My bad. That's why I was shocked. Like, man, I, I can't believe can't believe that's another like, Oh no, franchise. it was his his older brother was the guy that can play every ethnicity. Yeah, um <laughs> the guy from Training Day got it. Exactly what I was gonna say the guy from Training Day. Curtis, that's what it was. Yes, Cliff Curtis. <laughs> Wait, it was Dante Bosco? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know how they use Cliff Curtis to be like Hey Cliff, we need you to be a Hispanic here. Yeah. We need you to be an Asian here, and then now you're gonna be your actual nationality, which is some kind of Pacific Islander. Yeah, some so generic Pacific Islander. Sure. 
I was like, I sometimes I mix those guys up because I believe that Cliff Curtis should have been Boba Fett. I know. Wait, so he's not Boba Fett, right? Gotcha. I forget yeah. that sometimes too. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Yeah. So I, I, I Tamora Morrison, um, looked uh, or was uh, uh, more in shape when he was Aquaman's dad. It turns out. Uh, apparently. <laughs> so it turns out that um, Aquaman's dad had. More of a bath in the back of the tank than uh, Tamora Morrison. Yeah, maybe maybe yearning for that sweet mermaid uh, queen of his uh, <laughs> kept him in shape. Yeah, Fennec just ain't doing it for him, dude. I don't know, man. Maybe a couple. Uh, of, yeah. if, if Fennec doesn't do it for him, I don't know what can do it for him because <laughs> uh, those back the tubes turns out <laughs> kind of weird, man. <laughs> oh man. Okay, but this um, might so... be actually a great segue for that. I know. So today we're going to be talking about two reviews because, you know, we haven't done any re- reviews anytime soon. Um, so um, it looks like the best segue that we can uh, go to is, um, you know, Disney Plus after, you know, uh, some really good um, you know, Marvel stuff has finally decided to drop their, um, you know, to drop the Star Wars franchise. Um, and the new episodes and something that we've been looking forward to for over a year now, which is the, uh, the Boba Fett, uh, the book of Boba Fett, um, uh, I guess a series or a, a spinoff of the Mandalorian, I guess we could call it. That's so funny to hear. But yes, you're right. I think it is considered a spinoff of the yeah. Mandalorian. So um, we have been able to watch five episodes so far, and we are not going to go episode by episode. Um, at least I don't think so. No, um, no, we don't have to. Yeah, um, but um, I think right now, you know, I, I know there's at least seven more episodes. So we're kind of halfway through the, um, the 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 first season, or maybe the series. We don't know yet. Um, but uh, so far, let's see where uh, what we've liked, what we what we haven't liked, and our overall impression of it. So let's go with let's go with um, the the positives first. What are there anything that you you've enjoyed so far about the book of Boba Fett? Let's start with Lewis over here. Um, I love the casting. I love the respect to uh, like I love how it kind of all worked together. That the fact that um, since we've had practice, Tamura Morrison, uh, you know the the guy who originally played um, uh, Django Fett in the prequel trilogies, freaking uh, what two twenty years ago now, almost yeah. 15, 20 years ago now, uh, twenty um, back know, the tanks ago, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. A couple of refills of Back to Tanks ago. Um, you know, he is of that perfect age where I guess canonically he is of the age where they want Boba Fett or where not want, but where Boba Fett should be. You know, a few, you know, maybe 50, 60 years after his uh, the events of uh, of the prequels and, you know, to, um, however many years after uh, Return of the Jedi when he fell into the Sarlacc bit. So I love the casting. I love that it worked out this way. Um, and not to be all, you know, Asian pride and all that good stuff, but I love how wonderfully uh, brown and diverse this cast has been so far. I mean, like uh, we already mentioned, Ming Na Wen is returning. Hey, we don't again. know. We don't know what the Jawas look like underneath there. Aside from <laughs> exactly, aside from, aside from furry. 
Yeah, and those Ewoks, oh, man, you never know. Those hoods, uh, you, you never know what's underneath them. But, um, you know, and, um, you know, like, I love that uh, Ming Na's back. Uh, again, she's like freaking queen of Disney, having been uh, technically a Marvel super, uh, you know, in, in the Marvel universe on S.H.I.E.L.D., she is Mulan, and now she's in Star Wars. So, like, uh, I'm glad to see her on the screen. Um, I actually honestly do like their, uh, what do you call it, their, um, their chemistry and their dynamic. I think if you're, if you're going to have uh, two, two actors carrying a, a show like this, I think uh, the two of them play off really well. Um, I also love um, the settings. Like, it's great that, um, you know, it, we're, I mean, I, I guess it's, what do you call it? It's a, it's a give and take going back to Tatooine again uh, in one of the moss. It, it, is Moss like the prefix for a city, like whatever town? Like I guess you put it in front of whatever town it is, and it becomes your city. Yeah, um, it's like sand. Oh, thank you. Okay, I was trying to figure that out. Like, okay, Did you say so sand, not... sand, <laughs> like San Francisco. San, San, oh, gotcha. Like San so, yeah. Diego. So I I dig that that's you know I, I like the yes we are back on Tatooine but it's not quite you know Mos Eisley again or anything like that but it is uh, pretty close by so yeah I I dig the casting so far and, and I like the uh, I like the people that they've had um, so yeah that's what I like so far uh, I'll go um, I like his costume <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and I like the fifth episode. Uh, because it was not Boba Fett. <laughs> we got to see, surprise, surprise, spoiler alert, if you have not been watching it, we got to see Mando once again. I know. For a fifth episode. So, and, uh, you know, I, I joked around with Lewis, man, you know, best episode of uh, Boba Fett was uh, Mandalorian part one of uh, yeah. <laughs> season four. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's, that's what I liked. Yeah, I'm with Lewis. I love the casting. Uh, I love the casting of Jennifer Beals as. Oh yes, dude. Sorry, forgot as, about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess she's some kind of a madam, if you would put it that way. I guess because she's yeah. like running a bar with you know people doing stuff. Um, okay, so here's the what I figured out for me. I learned to like the show after the third or fourth episode when I realized that the show is basically Sons of Anarchy in space. So what I mean by Sons of Anarchy and I technically it's a mob or even the Sopranos is that he Boba Fett is now supposedly supposed to be some kind of a mob boss fighting other mob families. Like it's strange because yeah for some reason they're using uh, space Vespas as their uh, means of attack. <laughs> but I mean, that, that scene right there, as corny as it was, it was like, this is something that you would see in Sons of Anarchy, where you had like a guy trying to escape and all these guys chasing him in motorcycles. So like the more I thought about it that way, where it's like, you treat it like he's trying to be the godfather and he's trying to, you know, take up all the properties of everybody else, giving everybody um, protection and whatnot. I understood the show a little bit better because Otherwise, where you literally only know, and, and, and I think so far the structure of the show is just strange to me because it's like you keep doing these flashbacks and then there's nothing about the flashback that um, would apply to what's happening in the present tense. And it's like if every episode is going to be him sleeping and then, oh, all of a sudden I'm out of, wa- out of water or whatever. I'm getting attacked. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, dude, people are going to attack you in your waterbed because, A, 
you got to be disconnected by like four different people and uh you're super vulnerable and a giant wookie might just come in and start kicking the crap out of you guys because you know maybe sleep in your armor i don't know or closer to your bed but like as it's proceeding right now and like dennis said in the fifth episode where you have that's kind of the biggest problem is the shadow of the Mandalorian is really, really heavy onto the show. It's like, yes, it is a spinoff of this thing, but the fact is you're spinning off from a show that everybody universally likes. And, you know, you made people more excited about it. And then you have this fifth episode where it's like, hey, forget about all the stuff that we literally just tried to create with the previous four episodes. This is a continuation of the Mandalorian season three. Like here is what you've really been wanting and we're going to give it to you and then like it kind of satiated it for just a little bit and it kind of ruins it for me at least for the rest of the series because it showed exactly how good the mandalorian season or series is compared to the series of boba fett because it's like the only way for everybody to or the way for them to raise the status of the current series is for them to you know basically just block it all out for a whole episode and make it the best episode that they've had. So it's like it's unfortunate that they're going in with it this way. But um, if they can kind of go and find their way instead of, of how are they doing uh, it now, where everything yes, yeah. they have to find the way. It's not the way. That's the problem. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I yeah I, I I agree, dude. I think the other thing too though is like I think. I mean, even as a fan, I'm guilty of it too. And I, I'm trying to like see things from the other perspective or from a different perspective. It's just that, you know, uh, Boba Fett, the character has been like put up on such a weird pedestal in, in Star Wars fan, in fandom. Like he's this great looking bounty hunter. But if you think of it, like how much screen time did he really have uh, between, you know, Empire and uh, Return of the Jedi? Um, so Christmas like Christmas special. <laughs> Christmas special is, is it? canon um so yes, yeah yes, like oh yeah so um so it's basically like a character reintroduction for all for every sense of the word and like i think you know the, whatever um correct me if i'm wrong dudes but it's it's still it's still uh feloni like kind of uh, um directing this whole thing but it's still it's got robert rodriguez the you know the the uber violent uh, but also kid-friendly director and um oh my god i can't remember his name the guy who who directed the first iron man um favreau really favreau, thank you uh favreau who are like steering the ship for boba fett so i know they're trying to trying to like reintroduce the character for a new generation or maybe trying to reintroduce him into like a, a good guy and more uh, more or less so i know it's a lot of like it seems to be a lot of work because like I said, like he Boba Fett the character is in such a weird um uh like tier of Star Wars characters where it's so beloved, but only because of such a short thing, and now they're trying to reintroduce it. And look, I'm I'm trying to give it the benefit of the doubt too. Like, um I, I don't remember Harold's experience with the uh, animated Star Wars cartoons, but I know Dennis watched Clone Wars and Rebels, and part of me feels like I'm I'm trying to again, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like Rebels and Clone Wars, it was a slow burn like it didn't really introduce us to ahsoka or make us feel for ezra and all them until like maybe the second season and i know it's a horrible excuse in this day and age where everybody's like or even myself as a fan it's like oh i want it now i want it good i want it amazing off the bat um but you know i'm gonna give them credit that they kind of that they know what they're doing and just like rebels like i said and clone wars like they have an end game where they have a goal in mind that they're trying to get to and you know yeah the story is unfortunately kind of a weird build and it's not quite getting there as fast as we like and you know unfortunately i can't i don't get um 
Harold's analogy because I didn't watch Sons of Anarchy, but I, I get it. I, I mean, I've seen, you know, those Godfather movies. I, I haven't seen Sopranos, but, you know, I, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to make a, a crime boss or a kingpin, but with a heart of gold. So it's kind of a weird, you know, it, it's a weird character uh, to, to, to create. You know, it's, this is a, he's a, I guess, spending however long in the Sarlacc pit, uh, you know, having your, your skin slowly burned, um, you know, makes you rethink your career choices, I guess. So it's kind of funny how, how that works out. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting choice of where he wants to go, but I see what they're trying to do. Like, they're trying to make another hero uh, for Star Wars that, I mean, if anything, too, it, it reminds me of a lot of the complaints that Star Wars fans have had in the last few years. Like, oh, everything's about the Skywalker. Skywalker this, Skywalker that. Like, okay, so this is cool. Like, we actually have alternate heroes or heroes that are not uh, directly connected to excuse me, to Luke and to, and to Anakin. So it'll be nice to see this, this part of the world uh, or this part of the, this uh, galaxy far away finally get expanded. Yeah, for me, the, um, I kind of, um, I agree with Harold where fifth episode, uh, yes, I think it's the best episode so far. And I agree with Harold. It hurt him because by the fourth episode, I can finally kind of understand why they're doing the flashbacks. You know, with just that one word where, you know, where Finnick or Finnick Shan is being convinced, was convinced by by Amanda, by Amanda, by Boba Fett, um, and um, you know, by talking about you know um, who like his experience with the Sand People that it's about family, it's about the tribe that you can't that you can't have anything but the tribe and I, I i agree it looks like that's where they're heading towards where um it's going to be a crime family where boba fett is going to be the godfather and you're going to have all these like different minions that's going to do his bidding but my biggest thing is that and it's something that Phoenix shand says all the time and every single his major domo has said it that um you know he needs to make a his presence known. He keeps on saying it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, every single time he gets his presence known, he gets his butt kicked. And <laughs> for 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 a, a a franchise that's trying to establish, um, you know, especially for us, you're, you're right. I mean, Lou, we only see him for minutes. But there's the, there was that mystique of he was a badass. That he was mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, this guy that uh, was able to stand toe to toe. With uh, with with um, with Luke Skywalker for like two minutes or something like that, you know. Um, and I, it's it's Luke uh, um, it's Luke Skywalker. It wasn't Luke Skywalker that actually did him in. It was like an accidental um, hit by Han Solo that, right. that killed him off. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden you have this guy who you know not to not to shame you know him physically or anything like that. You know he's not who we were expecting underneath that um th- that uh that that costume and then all of a sudden not only do you have a, a a person who's not as physically intimidating who's not um you know uh who, who's not th- that much of a presence and then you'd make him a weaker version of the mandalorian you know you you see mando uh, mando kill like uh, seven people in a, in a room even though he was mm-hmm. injured and I think he might have been able to kill one person so far by himself, you know, in in the four episodes, maybe, you know, Um, but I've seen him get his butt kicked, you know, I've seen him, you know, um, you know, uh, get, get beaten down. So it's this mixture of what is it that you want? You know, Um, I I can, I can forgive 
you know, I can understand where they're coming from, uh, like story-wise, but mm-hmm. it's just, it, hopefully they're able to finish this off in a better way um, than it started, you know, and the fact that we are so excited to see Mando, um, it kind of says something negative about the show. And uh, actually for me, kind of um, makes me worried about what the future is because who knows, maybe this is a, one of those reaction or re- reactionary things where they realize that, oh, this is not as good. We might as well put in something that people are going to watch. You know. So. Yeah, so like if anything, it does make you more excited for the next season of The Mandalorian if yep. that's the job that they're really going for. But that shouldn't be the, the job of any TV series. It, it shouldn't be your purpose is to get people excited for another series that's not your own. Like, make your series the one that people want to watch. And as of now, there's, like, you can you can clearly see that people are, at the moment, uh, this is being halfway in the season, where it's like, maybe this is a series that we can skip now that we've seen, you know, the, the big uh, character reveal of or having Mando back into this thing. It's like, or is it the opposite, where it's like, now people are going to be more excited to watch it because Mando's in it. But... I mean, the whole series itself should not have to revolve around a character that's not really essential to your series because he has his own thing. Let him do his own thing and, you know, let people be excited about that particular side of the universe. But at the same time, take care of your things where you're making more people interested in what you guys have to offer. So it's like um, as of now, the like you guys have really mentioned, the build is super slow. And if this is only going to be a one-shot series, which it, it, might, it might just be, um, like you know, you gotta get, you gotta pull the trigger a little bit faster. Hopefully, that comes a little bit sooner now. So, yeah. Okay. okay um, so overall, um, let's quick uh, give our, our quick assessment. Um, what grade do we give um, the first five episodes of Mandalorian? Um, H, why don't we start? You mean the book of Boba Fett? Sorry, the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> See, I tell you. That's the that's thing. It, that's guys. the last that's thing it. that I remember is is me trying to figure out is it a it, did did the um did the Mandalorians create like a girdle for uh, Grogu? Is that what's inside that uh <laughs> small pouch? That the small pouch? <laughs> like, um, like Beskar a girdle. If it's not if it's not a helmet, I think we're all gonna be disappointed, right? Oh my god, if it's a cute little helmet, dude, I'm gonna die. <laughs> but if it's not a helmet, I'm gonna be severely disappointed and I will throw I will throw all my Grogu toys at and I have a lot of them. I will throw all of them at my team. What if it's uh, a, what if it's Grogu um uh I don't know, Bahag. Oh, made of Beskar armor. Yeah, so, yeah, no, so nobody can hit his his uh, his nads. Yeah, you gotta protect the importance part, man. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, that's that just doesn't seem correctly feasible. Um, if we're going with our ranking system, as of now, it's cromulent. It's it it has fun stuff that'll make you want to watch um some episodes, but there's really a, not a lot to bring you back until this fifth episode where I was like, hey, this thing can get good again. So I mean, yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah, I agree. Um I'm with you on that one, H. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give it a cromulent too. It's not it's not like bringing a house down, just like 
Mando. I mean, at least Mando. And, uh, I mean, as much as people at the time might have called it a gimmick, but introducing Baby Yoda in the first episode was such a great hook. Uh, even though the two episodes after the first episode of, of, of The Mandalorian were a little bit slow in respect. Uh, same here. Like, uh, I, I don't know if the novelty of seeing Boba Fett back is enough to capture even like the hardcore fans like uh, um you know we kind of empathize with mando because he was such a like great, such a great classic um like cowboy western figure and i'm still trying to figure out like yeah you're right you're right h maybe it, that's it maybe they are trying to build like uh, uh you know uh sopranos or uh or um uh, shoot, what was the other uh, show you you gave? Um, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy, kind of uh, kind of type of vibe with a rising uh, cri- uh, crime boss with a heart of gold, or you know at least a little empathy. So, but it's still cromulent to me. Uh, even though I mean I forgot to mention that uh, besides Mingna and and uh, and Timura reprising the roles as uh, Boba Fett, um, you know I also do like the fact that uh, Danny Trejo is now in space as a freaking Rancor trainer, so kudos to them. And um, the uh, uh, I want to make sure I pronounce his name properly, but I guess the new Wookiee is called Black Chrysanthemum, which is a little on the nose. Why just call him Chrysanthemum? Why does it got to be black? I mean, we, got, we, got, we have eyes. But anyway, uh, I do love that we have an angry bounty hunter Wookiee, which uh, then I think you read the comic books more than I do or even the extended universe uh, novels. But he, that's a character from canon, right? Or from a different um, yeah. he, he, okay. he is, he is He's supposed to be a, like one of the most badass uh, bounty hunters out there, okay. so, which, is, okay. which is a little bit interesting that they nerf him now to be like oh. uh, Boba Fett's like, little pet. Yeah. These poor Wookiees, man. One of these days, they'll get their own uh, breakthrough. So maybe if there's enough uh, online support, he'll get his own uh, spinoff. Yeah, I mean, we got a couple be... spinoffs to look forward to, but yeah. Um, f- for me, I have to tell you, that after the first two episodes, uh, uh, the first uh, the first three episodes, I did not want to watch number four and number five. Only reason why I watched it is because we needed to talk about it. <laughs> um, and so I, I got to tell you, um, I, I've, with, with with number one and two and three, I I, I was giving it and it stinks. Um, but I'm glad that number four kind of um, gave me a reason why I had to sit through all that Tuscan Raider like crap that that we had to go through, um, and finally giving me an idea of it. Um, but again, unfortunately. While yes, it was a great episode, uh, that fifth episode hurt it. So I'm gonna go to uh, what's what's our lowest? Uh, what's the one above? It stinks. Uh, cromulent or perfectly cromulent? No, no, bad. El Terrible. Oh, El Terrible. I, I'm right. going with El Terrible so far. Oh, okay, there you go. Um, <sighs> hey Lou, I got a question for you. Um, really, before we played Dungeons and Dragons a couple of days ago, uh, you were having a discussion with our DM and um. You guys were talking about a moment in the show that made the DM get excited. What was that moment? Oh, we stopped talking about it. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. Um, I didn't watch it yet. But then, what was what was Joel saying? He was like, "Oh, that one was it. Was it the big surprise? Moment, the Mando showing up? I'm I guessing. think it was the Mando. Yeah, I think it was just um, was it Mando? Because we played on Wednesday, right? Oh my god, I can't even remember. Yeah, we played yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah, the thing, the, these things come and go so so quickly. I don't even remember anymore. It might have been like, yeah, just Mando showing up, or uh, yeah, something like that, dude. Because there's no other character that would make anybody else be like, oh, 
Oh, oh yeah, I think it was just like the, the, the musical sting from like the from episode four at the end when Finnick was like, you know what money can buy. And then if you uh you know, like yeah, if, then, if you're you know, if you're blind the, and deaf the like me, was that dude? The and the Mando's uh, soundtrack all of a sudden go so if yeah if you're if you're deaf like me i i watch my shows with the captions on so thankfully uh disney plus helped me out here because it even said mando's theme i'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) thank you star thank you disney plus (laughs) which which, by the way i don't know if we talked about this louis uh, I used to hate it every time I would go to your house because you, I know, have, dude. you would have those things. Um, I have it on now. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. I grew up with my grandma. And my, yeah, I grew up with my grandma and grandpa, and we had to have that on even with the. So by the way, there is, the Laker games, there yeah. is there was one character in episode four that popped up, which I was so excited for. Um, I I don't know if it had been there for a while, but um. Uh, you know, uh, the, the BB, uh, the the BB droid was there, and I never noticed it before. And I really thought he was going to be uh, joining um, Mando for, uh, or that had to be number five then. Yeah, episode five. Are you talking about the BD? Yeah, the BD one. From, oh, uh, dude. I mean, from, yes. uh, you know, uh, we all, all three of us played it, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I I really thought that was going to be like when I saw it, I was like, oh crap. Um, is is that gonna be Mando's uh, Mando's new uh, friend? And then they even have like even that moment is oh what happened to the droid, um you know the, the, the droid slot and oh I don't I don't think you needed it with a person of your personality. So I was like man there it is there's there's the new um there's the new toy for uh, for Mandalorian fans but I guess not. Yeah, I would have I would I got excited too for a second like oh no never mind. <laughs> like I would have been. It would have been cool if Cal Kestis did show up just because, like, he's technically, is this the, oh, no, now, well, he'd be like an older Cal Kestis, wouldn't he? Because yeah, he would that's what's be, throwing yeah. me off about, okay, this is what's really <clears throat> throwing me off about the whole series is, so Mando was already out of shape, I mean, Mando, damn it, see, <laughs> Boba, Fett, Boba Fett was already out of shape when he was in the Sarlacc pit, because well, when he... Here's the thing, though. Like, how long was he there? Because that's what um, I want to know. He says, um, he says, he, he actually says years when he's there on the ship with, um, uh, with uh, Finnick Shand. Okay. Um, he, uh, uh, he uh, years ago is what what he mentions. So I'm like, when we're talking about years ago, is it that he stayed with the with the Tuscan Raiders that long, that long. Or, or yeah, was he in the Sarlacc pit? that long you know what i mean i i think there's got to be like there's got to be more backstory to where else he's been because if luke is still luke from you know just after jedi you're right then it's it's got to be kind of recent or you know uh him being in the sarlacc pit couldn't have been that long as i think just you know timeline wise it's throwing me off but uh, uh hopefully they've cleared up somehow because right now i'm still confused where everybody's at nerd um, yeah. So speaking of timeline, I think we're gonna have to go to our next um, our episode. Uh, another, we're, we're, or another the other topic. No, uh, another show that we watched just recently uh, definitely has some convoluted timelines in its storylines, um, and it is one of the movies that came out this year that is really dependent on a previous, you know, a franchise. You know, uh, have we we haven't talked about Ghostbusters yet, have we? 
No. No. I, I still have to watch it. Like, I I got to find time. Sorry. Shocked. I'm yeah. shocked that you have not watched Ghostbusters. All the yeah. times that you watch Ghostbusters. Um, but, um, you know, uh, it is a movie that has been here that that is dependent on a previous franchise. And, of course, this movie is Matrix. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, Matrix, is, is it Reloaded, I believe? Resurrection. Resurrection. Okay, you're right. Resurrection. One of those. Um, yeah. So, a Matrix, Matrix Resurrection, um, a movie that came out um, over the uh, over December, um, a movie that um, you know was out that was released in theaters, but at the same time uh, was uh, released on HBO Max, and um, a movie that I think all three of us has watched uh, so far. So uh, we're going to be talking about kind of like Mando. We're going to be talking about what we like, what we didn't like, and overall thoughts and um, and um, uh, ideas behind it. So. Um, who wants to start? Uh, who wants to start talking about uh, Matrix over here? Um, I'll go first. I, <clears throat> I guess we'll, we'll go over, or I, I'd like to start off positive. So we'll start over with the things that were good, or at least I found uh, enjoyable. I am. I was happy to see Neo and Trinity back. Um, it was a. It's uh, nostalgia is a hell of a drug. It uh, fuels a lot of pop culture nowadays. Um, I, I hate to be that guy, but, you know, a lot of the franchises that we love and enjoy, uh, nowadays are, ba- are basically the same ones we've enjoyed since childhood or are just remixes or remakes of what we've grew up on. So it was kind of nice, but uh, yes, yeah, so on that note, it was kind of nice to see, um, Keanu back in the role that more or less made him, you know, I mean, he was already a big star before he started, uh, before he started in the first Matrix movies, but, you know, him, uh, in his role as Neo, like, launched him into basically superstardom and he hasn't come down since then um and, and so yeah it was just nice to see familiar faces and a familiar surrounding um uh, everything unfortunately that came after that fact uh was a little questionable so unfortunately uh, just to premise the rest of this review i don't think it's going to be that positive for me but yeah, uh, like I said, it was a lot of hype going into this, uh, hearing that Lana Wachowski, uh, one of the w- original creators, was going to come back to the uh, series that she made um, years ago, decades ago, uh, was also welcome. But um, yeah, seeing them uh, in a familiar setting was kind of fun, kind of cool. But uh, other than, uh, unfortunately, after that, uh, just a, lot, a long run of unfortunately kind of disappointing and not, it, not meeting back my, my uh, expectations. H. <laughs> then I'll go. Um, <laughs> I actually like the movie, guys. Um, and, and I mentioned this during um, our latest Dorkiest Timeline uh, episode. Um, I really think I am starting to lose my objectivity um, <laughs> and my ability to gauge whether or not uh, something is good or bad. Um, and so maybe this is why I'm giving... Uh, I. Who knows? Maybe I'm being unfair to good things, and maybe I'm I'm uh, kind of like uh, um, kind of like uh, Boba Fett, and maybe I'm giving more benefit of a doubt for the things that maybe are crap. And I actually liked the the movie. Um, you know, one of the things that I really loved about the first Matrix movie was the way it made you think. You know, um, the idea of the green pill, blue pill, I mean, green pill, blue pill, red pill, the idea of what is reality, what is, what is, you know, what is fake, what is, you know, all these things. And I love uh, the, the, the times that I actually enjoyed 
was during the times when Neo was still in, quote unquote, the real world, you know, in within the Matrix. I'm listening to them creating the, the, the sequel to the Matrix. I'm hearing the executives talk about what um, should be um, what, what needs to be in a uh, in a uh, you know in a show. What needs to be in a, a a movie? What needs to be in a franchise? What needs to be in a video game? All of those things fascinated the crap out of me because, in its own way, it was again looking back and looking at what is the reality of our world. You know, um, you know, here we are. We live in a world where people are so afraid to, uh, you know, are, are so insistent um, that they don't, that they don't, they, uh, that, um, you know, that uh, the news about COVID-19 is fake and that um, where, where are we getting our news now? Where are we getting our information? Why is it that um, certain, uh, certain groups, certain ideas, certain people are fascinated, more fascinating than others? It's because of the machine that has been created by media, you know, and in a small fraction of the way we are technically media, you know, and so our stances, our viewpoints can affect and influence other people. And that's what those are the things that it's not it's not even about are you real? Are you are you fake? It's now whether you are real or not. What is it that you are allowing yourself to accept? Because, you know, now in Matrix, one of the things I love is the idea that, you know, yeah, we are alive, but we're allowing ourselves, you know, to to live in a in a world of our own, you know, of what it is that we want, that what we accept as real. And we're the ones that are now accepting what reality is. Um, I like your points. And um because I know that Dennis is a very cerebral person. So when he uh, likes the idea of things, he really goes along with it. Like, that's why I really believe I was able to get him to watch The Good Place because I knew it was going to be something that challenged both, like, uh, or not challenged, but was like, um, well, technically challenged. It's something a little bit intellectually. So it shows, a, you know, a little bit different side of the entertainment business um, where things don't have to be straight comedy. They can be a little bit of, um, you know, a thinking man's game so you can learn a few things. Um, my biggest issue with the movie is Neo and Trinity. And I, that's what shouldn't be. Like, the more I watched the movie, the more I was like, these guys didn't need to be here. There was no point in having Neo and Trinity. It could have been any two people. Because if they're starting all over, and I would have preferred if it was two different people. Because you're literally like that whole like that scene that Dennis talked about in the boardroom, which first of all I thought you were gonna say you love the boardroom scene because Christina Ricci was in it. Um, I mean, right? You, I thought you, about you, man. You, you, you can always say uh, yes to that. <laughs> but like that that scene bothered me more than anything else because they were straight up talking about like the reason we're doing this is a straight up money grab because people love the trilogy, the previous trilogy, so much that we need to retread. And that, that's what kept on like sticking out to me was like, A, you have Neo and Trinity doing pretty much the same thing, except now Neo has the force power, apparently. Um, and then B, don't even create new villains, create different skins for the old villains. Yeah. And then, yes, because we <laughs> played that. Again, that. 
<laughs> but also C, have the two main villains be two people who should not be villains in anything. Well, Jonathan Groff, well, technically he's always a villain in everything he plays, but you can never take the man serious anymore because we've seen him spittle all over himself in Hamilton. So it's like, uh, he was okay. an amazing king. He has great he, range. He, he's, he's that guy. And he was also technically a villain in Glee. And that's all I really know him for. And I know he's done, obviously he's a Broadway star, but like media wise, in terms of things that we've seen him in things, it's like, you can't have this giant musical star and then him being pretending he's Hugo Weaving the whole time. Like, let him be another guy. Like, he doesn't have to be Agent Smith. And you don't have to retread that storyline all over again. And then to have their big surprise turnaround. And of all people, you make NPH the main villain. A guy who is Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> it's like, dude, he played the most evil version of himself in any of the Harold and Kumar movies, and you still loved him. And, and it actually relaunched his career, dude. Yeah. yeah. And then you have... And then, <laughs> and then, like, I watch How I Met Your Mother every single day. Literally, like, an episode a day. I rotate it if I'm going to sleep and stuff. I watch that stupid show. And he's obviously one of the main characters in the show, being, like, a complete like you know scumbag in that show too and you're supposed to hate him but like he's the most lovable thing there and then you'd figure you could be like hated as a villain here and it's i couldn't take him serious at all and that whole last scene like it seemed like a really bad comedy where you know trinity and uh neo come up and they harass neil patrick harris and it's like um is this like an opening bit for the emmys or something like is this some kind of a joke Oh my anything. god! Is he gonna break? Right. No, is he I gonna break out in it. song and dance anytime <laughs> soon? Like, like the first twenty minutes, I think, were the most fascinating parts of that movie, because you had a brand new character in Bugs, and it was like, hey, you know, she's doing something different. Yeah, trying to change the timeline and everything, but literally, it's like you have Yaya Mateen, and I can never pronounce his full name completely, but why even? Why even retread the Morpheus character if you know, it's not going to be Lawrence Fishburne? And, and it, you know, it's like you have all the main characters from the original series. Yes, they're back. But then three of them or two of them are now just different skinned versions of those guys. And it's like, just try something different. I, I love that's what I would have loved more than anything else is like if they had tried and gone in a different direction instead of literally rehashing the whole thing. So like Neil Patrick Harris is just, you know, a, a newer version of the architect, right? You know, he, his jumbled sentences aren't as bad as the original architect and everything, but uh, you know, that, that's just my biggest thing is like, I would have loved if it was a little more original and they hadn't just retread the whole series all over again. This guy that came that that's waiting for new new uh, new par, um, downloads for Final F- Fantasy VII remake. Yes, it's different, Demon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different. Different skins, right? No, it's, it's a different it, game. It, it plays differently. Yeah, it, it plays differently, but it's still Cloud. It's still Tifa. It's still. Yeah, but I want something new. I want something new. I want something new, damn it. But not too new. Not too new. No. Don't make it too freaking different, all right? I get you. But that's the thing is they made it different. Like this, what is literally different about this version of the Matrix than any of the previous Matrixes? 
um, everything. <laughs> How, I, where, where, where? Point, no, point something out to me. No, I, I, I like the fact that it's, it's, it's actually a, a moving forward of, of the, the original Matrix. Like you, you, you now have, you now have. I mean, if you're talking about storyline, I, 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 I can see where you're coming from. Where with Neo and Trinity, you know, um, I, I, I don't, I, I kind of don't agree with you in terms of Morpheus. I thought it was an interesting uh, um, uh, use of, uh, you know, uh, you, not just not wanting Lawrence Fishburne there, but there's a reason why he's able, uh, there's a there's a purpose, there's a reason why that character is there. Um, you know, but, you know, it, it, for me, it was like, you know, if if you were if if you read the, some of the interviews from uh, from Wachowski, one of the things that he, that that inspired her to do it because, from what I understand, uh, WDB basically said, "Look, we're we're doing this with or without you." Right. Yeah, yeah. they stated that in the movie. Remember? Yeah, and um, they said you know, without your with or without your permission, we're gonna keep doing this. And I was like, "Oh, dude." Yeah, really? and, but the thing is, well, one of the, the 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 things that 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 was was interesting to me. Was that it? Like the the purpose of uh, why he did it is because, or why she did it is uh, because La, like Lana Wachowski lost his, you know, um, people that he that she loved, uh, you know, and for her it's like what what is it is uh, what would it mean to, for something to be resurrected? What would it mean to be reborn? And you know, this was her her way to to be able to do it. And I think H, especially for me, you know me like. Um, one of the things that always bugs me is that what happens afterwards, you know, especially yes. stuff that I love, um, you know, um, you know, like, um, you know, franchises that I love. I always want to know what happens. Like, um, have you ever had an opportunity to read the comics for Back to the Future? Yeah, some of it's very unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, you know, just some of that. And no matter how bad it is, it's for me, it's still fascinating uh, to find out what happens afterwards, and so for me to uh, to know that um, that that Neo actually uh, Neo's um, uh, war against the Matrix actually um, uh, resulted in mm -hmm. a new sentient life form, you know, okay. uh, a life form that's willing to fight against the machines or fight uh, fight with the humans. See, you know? see, those parts were really good. Yeah, like I agree. Going going back to where Zion, like that version of the thing, mm -hmm. I thought those parts were fascinating to me because that's a continuation of the story. That's not retreading anything. That's like they were, that's the part where they actually thought stuff out where it's like, what was the aftermath of everything that Neo did and what did it actually accomplish? And it's like, yeah, now they're able to grow vegetation. There's like a, you know, advancements in technology for us. They're not eating slop anymore. They can actually have regular foods and whatnot. And I was like, oh, okay, this is the stuff that they, you yeah, know, that, but that's the stuff that they should have focused more on instead of like, oh, let's bring it back. And like, now we can make fun of things where it's like, oh, we don't need to find landlines anymore because everybody has, nobody has a landline. So it's like phone booths don't exist, that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, it's clever. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's something that was already done in the first one. So, I mean, I, I, I can, I like, there's, like I said, there's parts of the movie I really like. But there was more stuff that was like it was unnecessary. And for me, the perfect ending would have been if like Trinity had said no and like gone back to her like yeah. regular life because she would have been like, dude, I have a husband. I got kids like, you know, you're what are you bringing to the table here? Like, so. I don't yeah. Know.
No, I, I get and, you. And again, like, oh. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was, I was just, my, my point being with nostalgia is like, I wish I was more articulate or I, I can articulate it better. Like, but there is, there are some things that like, so one of our favorite examples would be like Creed and Cobra Kai. Like they tap into the nostalgia from their original 80s franchises in such a great way that feels fresh. Um, and I, I get what's that, what Dennis's point is. Like, I love that they're kind of contextualizing the last few years of you know slash uh, hashtag fake news and uh corrupt media and da, 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 and like how, however your uh, how how uh, people's perceptions will will shape however they they act um but at the same time they're like yeah what h is saying i think you know in the first matrix they had a chase scene through the office and guess what they did here they chased him through the office um there was a training scene with morpheus and neo where morpheus wrecks him for most of the time we got that too um in that last uh, not the the third movie you know they had that big uh, or not third movie was it the second movie where it had that like uh neo got, got bum rushed by a bunch of uh, mr smith clones uh we had kind of the same scene where oh uh you know a, a bunch of agents uh, are gonna bum rush and chase uh, Neo and, and and Trinity down the street. It's like okay, yeah, these feel eerily the same. But it's I don't know. Like I, I guess it's just yeah. I can't like I said. I I wish I had a a better way to say it because I know that Creed is guilty of doing kind of the same things that they will they they play the same strings of instruments when they they know that Creed is getting ready to fight the same way that Rocky did. So it makes us feel things. But that one felt great or felt new and felt earned. Uh, these ones is like for this for the resurrection. It almost felt like yeah, it's like tapping into what we already knew and like uh, this kind of like low hanging fruit. I know I, I know low hanging fruit is my favorite fruit, but yeah, uh, wasn't like feeling that too much. But um, I have another point. But yeah, then go ahead, dude. Sorry. So maybe it's maybe then it's execution because you know this is something I kind of want to talk to you guys about regarding the reboots. But you know, Harold still hasn't been able to watch um, Sorry. Ghostbusters. Um, but, me neither. But yeah, we'll, we'll give us some time. But you know, um, like you you kind of pointed out, um, you kind of pointed out um, uh, what do you call this? A Creed. You know, um, in Creed, great movie. You know, um, awesome, awesome movie. Um, you know, um, but what what was the biggest part of the movie that you to uh, that to this day you will still remember? There's one moment that everybody talks about that that at least to me gives me chills. I know for your your wife Lou, it's that speech about um, uh, you know about why he's doing it, right? Um, right. But but think about a second later, what do you hear? Um, the Rocky theme, right? The Rocky theme, and that's when uh, yeah. that's when you're like everybody who was watching that's like, oh crap, here we yeah, go. Here we go. Uh, here we now, go. Yeah. yeah, would it have been the same if they didn't have that 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 song? You know, would, absolutely would, not. You know, so and 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 that's the thing is that um, I, I think um, you know it, it, stuff like this, and I'm gonna save it for when we talk about reboots. You know, it, it, it's it's difficult for people to. Mm-hmm. It's easy for us to say, man, we should have just done Matrix without the original characters. But look at what happened when Ghostbusters um, Afterlife tried to do it without the original characters. Right. Yeah. You know, um, okay. everybody got uh, there was it was pooped on because oh, this is not what we wanted. And I and I think that was that's what would have happened if we had a Matrix without Neo, without Trinity. Um, it's it just a continuation of the story. It w- trust me, I would watch it, but I think um, it would have gotten review bombed immediately just because it didn't have the people that were asking for it. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I think I think in general, okay, first of all, 
there's one character that when they appeared, I was like, why? Do you know which character I'm talking about? Um, no. <laughs> is it which one? Um, there's a lot of characters in this. Is movie. it Jada Smith's um, lover? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was the Merovingian. Oh yeah, dude. I you actually like that. that. <laughs> That was amazing that to me, dude. That, 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 was, that was my one of my favorite parts. It, it's it, it's it's uh, again. Like if you had never. Go go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I'm just saying, like if you had never even remembered that he was part of Reloaded, which hardly anyone ever does, because Monica Bellucci was by mm-hmm. him the whole time. So it's like, right. hey, there's a, there's no, a French dude. What's no, this? no. Really? The, the fact that he made that uh, he made that one person uh, orgasm right right then and there in front of the whole crowd will always make me will always make me a Merovingian fan, bro. Makes you but like orgasm. When he, but when he showed up in like as like a guy just sitting in the like he was literally a commentator for a fight, I was like, the, "What's going on here, dude?" Yeah, but then once what, you and again maybe Harold, this is why um, this is really important when you have subtitles on. Um, the, the things that he was saying was actually fascinating. Again, it goes back to the, my, my point of the, the the most fascinating parts for me about this movie is the commentary. Uh, is that Merovingian was just talking about how you know, like is is basically all the ninth, all the all the reviewer, the negative reviewers out there, our age that always make fun, like. Me on Toby Maguire, no, Toby Maguire on uh, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Okay, that, that's very, pretty much. If I started doing things with a French accent, that would have been the Merovingian, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this is the Merovingian, is basically exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm getting. Makes, oh, yeah. He makes people Lou, before we go with touch. our um, oh man, if I had that power, um, <laughs> you if do I it that, to yourself every day. If <laughs> I had that power, I would I would make this podcast amazing. Imagine you would have so many followers. Imagine Lewis in the middle of like uh, talking about wrestling. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, just like ah, oh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Lou, you said you had one more point before we. Oh, I, I guess um, you know, I'm trying to think of like what, some of the positives here, and uh, I think you're right. Like, uh, I, I like what Dennis or Harold is mentioning about like maybe focusing on some of the stuff because like I, I did, I did like that part. Where you know, in what once Neo found out that where you know the truth and all that stuff, um, that he he felt like oh was my was that last round or basically the first trilogy a waste? And I did like that they introduced that yeah no it wasn't there wasn't there's you know all of his efforts even though it didn't change everything 180 but at least there's a new dynamic between man and or you know humans and machines and that you know there's this new like uh yeah there's new technology and all that good stuff and not to mention i also did kind of like and i'm kind of happy that they did this is that they bumped up or they 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 um upgraded or they basically made uh trinities and his relationship that much more important um i think it, it did uh it did carry moss uh moss's character a disservice when she kind of died uh, unceremoniously at the end of the matrix um you know it, it's like and i like that they brought her back or it was a good reason to bring her back and basically that's one of the few uh monologues that from nph that i did remember is that she he emphasized that you know their love or what w- uh, their feelings for each other is basically what fueled this new world and that they had to be there so i'm like okay that makes a lot more sense in a sense and it's not like 
you know, the, when the first trilogy wrapped up, it was more like, oh, sad. He loved her, and that's it. But um, you know, it, it was actually kind of a nice uh, realization that yeah, there's more to it to that or to the to the two of them, and that uh, maybe they're like you know. A different franchise, but they're like a dyad. You know, they're they're the uh, Ray and the uh, Kylo of this universe. So they have to do this, or they have to be there for in order for the Matrix to keep running. So, oh uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's all that I had really uh, really to. Now imagine on a good note. Imagine this. Imagine um uh you know how the, the, they're like remaking um certain uh, Rocky movies. Um, I- imagine if they remake Rocky Four. Or, or like, uh, but they they the only thing they remake is the ending, where uh, at the end, um, Rocky Balboa and uh, and um, and Drago are like punching it out, and there's still like a a a, a, a minute left, and uh, Rocky falls onto the floor and he's like almost knocked out, and then out of nowhere, uh, Adrian comes in and starts beating the crap out of uh, <laughs> Ivan Drago. That, that that's imagine the, the the pop that you would get if you if if you watch that that's exactly what i felt like when that happened dude. oh <laughs> see okay my last point then if you're gonna keep this storyline this way or if you're gonna keep the characters that you're gonna keep the characters this is my caveat would have been make trinity the neo make trinity the one because mm-hmm. it should have been her the the whole time She's literally like Angelina Jolie in uh, Kung Fu Panda. It should have been her the whole time. And wow, good pull, dude. Yes, yeah. that's right. I'm going with that one. <laughs> I like but, that. But, but like, isn't, if, that, isn't that what happened? With, <laughs> no, dude. With, with Trinity? Yeah. With Panda? Well, she's the one that gets all, like, you know, but the focus was all on Neo. Like, Trinity until the end, I mean, anything. until the end, though. Yeah, she got ten minutes of like, hey, well, can, he, I'm the one that flies. I can fly. I know. <laughs> I know, but but that's I, I, again, you know, it's one of those things where you you reserve that that big reveal until the very end. Like, would would the, would it have made the the movie better for you if thirty minutes before it got revealed that she was the one? Yep. Oh, okay. For me, it would have been because it's like, I don't know. That's I just know. me. Um, I like the, I I love the fact that she was the one and that she flew in and Neo had to walk through a door, um, yeah. you know and um, Neo was the one that uh, or she was the one that kicked the crap of NPH which by the way I I thought was a great villain. I, I just can't do it, man. Like uh, I know I literally Her- Harold and I, 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 I Harold and I will never ever day. ever uh, uh, see eye to eye like this because Harold's taller than me. <laughs> but like an, an inch and a half maybe. hey as I, Lewis I, I, knows I, I, an inch and a half is good enough bro you know yeah. what that's all that matters man let's go with uh, it, it creates a sun bro that's all I'm saying um, uh, let's go with our um, our reviews here um, I, I think Lewis you should go first uh, okay I'll go first um I don't think I've given this for any of our reviews yet, but I think, unfortunately, I'm going to have to give this one an El Terrible, dude. Um, it's not exactly... Oh, is the El Terrible worse? Or what was the other one? Oh, it's Stinks. It stinks. It stinks is worse than that, right? Okay, it Stinks is like absolutely avoid at all costs. But um, yeah, it's not yeah, quite the first there. The first two episodes of uh, Mandalorian. All right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So um, what do you call it? So yeah, it's El Terrible for me. Unfortunately... 
the nostalgia can only ride uh, so far, and the potential mm-hmm. was there. Like I said, I like that they bumped up Trinity's importance and the new dynamic of the machine and man and humans. But like, it was too, yeah, it was too kind of stuck in its own um, in its own nostalgia. And I know that you guys mentioned too, like uh, I made a quick note of it. Like um, they they got a little uh, meta uh, with with the context or with the with the conversations, especially in the boardroom. But like a lot of it was like it felt a little too meta for me. Like oh, it, like it, it felt a little insider. Like I get it because like we made those three movies and the video games are the movies and. You get it, right? And it's like, anyway, so uh, yeah, unfortunately, I don't highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. Nothing you're missing quite away. Um, and maybe we sh- I should have probably seen it coming when uh, Keanu Reeves didn't even fix his look from John Wick uh, to this one. So he's like, did he just not feel like, you know, getting a hair? I mean, obviously, when he got out of the Matrix, he cut his hair. But anyway, uh, yeah, that's a replay for me, unfortunately. Uh, Lewis just doesn't like messages in his movies. I don't. Just give it to me over the head, dude. I mean, just you know, tell me who the bad guys are. The orcs are the bad guys. Okay, cool. Then. Okay, cool. I and and the ring is important. We got it. We need to get a destination. Okay, cool. Throw it in the fire. Cool, man. I get it. <laughs> um, for me, I, I, I like I said, I liked it. I'm not. I'm not saying it's my favorite movie in the world. Um, I'm giving it cromulent. Um, you know, I think something that I would watch again. Um, you know, um, definitely a lot of uh, uh, there's some, some flaws there. Definitely things that could have been improved. But overall, the um, uh, you know just loving the fact that there's a new Matrix film and that um, I like that it actually moved the story forward. It, it progressed it in its own way. Uh, there was no need. There was no story that needed to be progressed, and it ended fine. Nobody, you didn't watch that third movie, did you? Yes, I did in oh, theaters in IMAX. I think we were there. I mean, were we? Uh, no, I watched it with Mooney at the oh, okay. Chinese. Yeah, at the Chinese which was the one theater. that was uh, ruined by uh, Lewis's ex-girlfriend? I think that's the second one. I think. I, um, been I think loaded. my whole. Uh, I think my whole fourth and fifth year in college. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sounds about right. <laughs> That was college reloaded. <laughs> I know. Gonna get a college resurrection. <laughs> I mean, okay. Um, I'm as, long as, as, as long as Lewis isn't an old balding man in in the um, uh, college um, resurrection, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Can oh, can true. I recast Dennis for a younger black guy? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd rather have my Morpheus go do MacGruber and stuff. The let's see here. I don't want to say it stinks, and I don't want to say it's ill terrible, because it stinks terrible. Um, <laughs> wow! <laughs> it has a terrible okay. stink. <laughs> exactly. Like, like this is good for us though, guys, because for so many, t- for a lot of the times, we do agree too much on things, where it's like, you know, we're we're always just like agreeing on everything, and for once, we're actually having a yeah. discussion about things. So it's kind of fun to see that this side. Um, like where Lewis is kind of in the middle where it's like it's 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 not great but I I'll, I watched it me I'm never going to watch this movie again like I, I've learned that watching it the first time was already one too many times for me um, and I literally had to go back and watch the original Matrix to get the you know the bitter taste out of my mouth from this thing um, 
and that's how it should have been anyways like kill the whole series after the original matrix there's nothing there's no other story to tell here so i mean yeah it's great that we get to learn things about people in a destination that we don't even know anymore it's not zion it's ex zion it's zion williamson apparently this season <laughs> um that's right he hasn't played a game um but yeah there was no reason for them this movie to be made i get you know lana wakowski's thinking of saying that you know we needed to uh or she felt the need to bring back things that they felt were wronged uh otherwise people were going to do whatever things that they were going to do with it but yeah leave well enough alone that's at least for this this series the original matrix is so damn good watching it all over again i forgot how much i love that movie like i like the uh, fact that harold's ignoring completely ignoring two and three uh, th- there's no there's no two and three right <laughs> <laughs> there's a merovingian i don't know why i know that i just know monica bellucci was there somewhere um there was some weird orgy in space in a thing in, in, and, some, yeah, and, and a drum circle yeah <laughs> so it was burning man in space <laughs> it was burning man in a cave. but like but but i mean yeah this is not even a thing that if it's on i'm gonna watch it or even have it on in the background i don't even want any of this thing like any of this stench anywhere towards any of my sensories like i can't never again <laughs> but i'll probably yeah, whatever comes up next i'll probably watch it <laughs> gotcha okay so um uh, that's it for us today and i gotta tell you guys um when you have an opportunity we really do need to watch um uh ghostbusters um the the newest one because i think it'll be a fast uh, i think it's going to be an interesting uh discussion especially when we're talking about like um you know uh, reboots Remakes and all reboots. those things yeah absolutely that's, that's a big episode we've been working on guys yeah sorry there's been a lot of football um next week there's a break in football but jackass also comes out so i'm torn yeah <laughs> It's going to be a good one when we finally sit down and record it. Yeah. Okay. If not, then we'll just remake it. <laughs> that That's it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. If you like um, discussions like like this, um, please take a look at all, all our old episodes. You can take a, take a look at it, the two fanboys, one casual um, dot podbean.com for all of all of all our original content and on to Lewis. Uh, on Facebook, you can find us. Just uh, drop it on the face on the uh, on the face on the face. It's way I'm tired. Drop it on the face, bro. Drop it on the face. All one and a half inches of it. Yo, yeah, baby. <laughs> college resurrection. Um, what do you call it? Um, Is this your college face- direction? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Oh, dude. It was on two and a half Facebook. Before. Yeah, exactly, dude. They liked it. Um, at least that's what they said. Um, <laughs> on the search bar, just type in two fanboys and a filthy casual at our main page as well as our group uh, page. A lot of fun, like-minded nerds, geeks, and dorks, and gamers who talk about the same stuff that we do. Um, every time the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. And then on... the hell else do we have here? Oh, yeah. Instagram, Everything Twitter. Else. Instagram, Twitter, Everything. and like, like we mentioned before, TikTok. We are two fanboys, one casual, and then on Twitch, we are casual fanboy gaming. We can change that probably soon. So, like Lewis said, we can keep the branding up together. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I stream pretty much every day playing yeah, Halo and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, and then anywhere else you find your regular podcast, right there as well. Yep. Okay, that's it for us. Um, this is two fanboys and the casual. Uh, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Have a great week. Bye. Later. Peace. Thank you.